0: Hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Carehart over Zoom Video. Carehart was born and raised in Southern California, and she talks about how she got into music, started playing piano at a very early age. She's classically trained on the piano. She also can play the guitar, bass, ukulele, She told us that she always wrote music but never showed it to anyone until she was in college. She attended college in New York. That's where she started her first band. She talks about some other bands she was a part of. She eventually moved back to LA and that's when she started to sing and really put her her songs and lyrics together. Instead of just writing the songs, the lyrics, and having someone else sing them, she started singing her own songs. She kind of got drawn into the EDM world, started singing top lines on a lot of EDM songs. But not only does she talk to us a lot about her music, but she is a numerologist, which I was so fascinated by. She's a best-selling author. She has a book called You Are a Cosmic Code, Essential Numerology, and she's actually currently writing another book right now. So we talk about that as well. It's super fascinating. And she talks about her most recent songs, Sunlight and Voices. You can watch the interview with Care Hart on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music or Google Podcasts, it'd be awesome if you subscribe to us there and hook us up with a five-star review. That'd be awesome.
1: We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: We're bringing it backwards with CareHeart. Sure. So this is a podcast about you and mm-hmm. your journey in music, but I I'm so intrigued by numerology and I, I really want to ask you about that. If that's cool as well.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, that tends to be how most interviews go with me these days. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, I interviewed somebody, um, a while back and, and he told me about numerology. I'm like, what is this? What are you talking about? He's like, Oh, it's just blah, blah, blah. And so I Googled it and then there's like this website that you can type in your name and it'll, it'll like give you your numbers. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it's BS, like, I don't really know. And then it's like reading all these things about me that were like <laughs> true. And I'm like, what is happening? But then I'm like, is this thing just like AIing through my like social media accounts and feeding it back to me? It was just bizarre.
1: You know, it's so funny because you know, obviously I'm a numerologist and I have been a numerologist for a while. Um, and the other night I was just sitting in my room and I'm like, numerology is so on point. Like, how is it so on point? And I started to kind of like, my mind went down this rabbit's hole of like, we must live in a simulation and numerology must be the code because that's the only way that it is just spot on for everyone all the time. I mean, I've been, I don't even know how many readings I've done at this point. Thousands, honestly. Um, And it's always accurate. And I actually messaged my friend who's a famous mathematician. His name's Robert Mm -hmm. Edward Grant. And we started talking about numerology. And, you know, he's like very well educated, famous mathematician. And he's like, no, numerology is real. There's an equation that I found that proved Pythagorean numerology, which is what I studied and teach. And um, him and I need to get deeper into that and like bring that to to the masses. But yes. I mean, and he is again, like a mathematician, like he's not like, you know, necessarily he's a spiritual person, but it's not like he's a mystic coming from that. So to hear that from him was really cool because working with this tool, I know it's accurate, but you always kind of question yourself. Like, am I crazy? Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: good yeah, to be discerning. And like, <laughs> and I was like, this is, I wow. honestly thought like they just, cause I had to get, provide my like email and my mm. name and my last name. I think I even, I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, do you use your middle name as well when you're yeah, figuring you out the number? Yeah,
1: your, use your full legal birth name. So like, you know, the name you are born with and then mm-hmm. your birthday. And there are a series of equations that kind of speak to everything, you know, like your life path, your challenges, mm-hmm. your struggles, like everything you're going through in each year cycle. Like it, it's really infinite what numerology tells you. And honestly, like I was not someone who even like grew up being into these sorts of things. Like I always kind of thought astrology was even bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until I had my first like numerology experience that I was like, Whoa, how could this stranger know like the most obscure details about me just from my birthday and name? it's mind-blowing when you really start diving into it. And it's been really cool to see the response people have had since I wrote my book. Mm -hmm. As you know, when Penguin Random House found me to write a book, my first response was, yes, I'll do it. But like, who's going to read it? (laughs) Because so many people don't know what numerology is. And I thought it's not mainstream. It's not popular. Who's going to care? But it really has been catching on. And that's so cool to see.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I would never heard of it. This is literally like a few weeks ago, I mean, maybe a month or so ago. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, you know, you do your name and then it, like, it, sorry, it equates to some yeah. number and then this blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So I, after the interview I went on and I'm like, there's no way this is real. This has to be some AI going through all my, like my reading my email, my name and everything, and just kind of like figuring out little things about me. And like, it was just so bizarre that I, yeah. And I saw that you did it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really am so curious about all of this. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, when we're not doing this, we can talk more about your numbers Oh yeah, and and, and go deeper into that, that, you know? Um, Let's do that. But yeah, I know that's why the other night I was like, we live in a simulation, there's no other way to explain it. Cause it still freaks me out as a sure. numerologist, you know? And like, obviously I believe in it. Right. And, and I view it as an incredible tool for us to tap into ourselves and to love ourselves, accept ourselves, to come into alignment with life. You know, like I was literally homeless and broke with no plans for my future, no prospects. And just by using numerology as a tool, like I You know, Penguin Random House found me to write a book. It became a bestseller in England. Like, I'm a signed artist now. Like, so many things happened just because I was like flowing with life instead of going against it, but also like embracing my numbers and being like, okay, there's no way if I'm a life path one and I'm meant to be a leader and like I'm meant to do something big in this world, there's no like I'm supposed to be doing these things instead of letting doubt hold me back, mm-hmm. which is like been my life story. Right. Sure. Like, I'm not good enough, but like stunning right. my cosmic code. I was like, I am good enough. Yes. I'm going to go for it. You know,
0: that's so interesting. Well, I, yeah, I'm really excited to talk with you <laughs> <laughs> about that part. Uh, but let's get into your music. Uh, I love yep. the two songs you've released recently. Um, Thank but you. before that, let's get into where were you born and raised? Tell me about where did you grow up?
1: So I was born in Long Beach, California, and we moved a lot. So I usually just say LA is where I grew up, but um, I actually okay. like, went to high school in Orange County, California.
0: Sure. I'm like, from San Diego, so I know, I know all of this. I know. <laughs> and I don't know all of your story, but I know where you're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the OC is where sure. I went to high school. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So you grew up in, you said you moved around a bit, but you spent, spent most of your time in Southern California, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I was in SoCal for most of my life. And then I went to uni um, in New York City. Okay. So then I kind of like have bounced around between New York and California.
0: Okay. And are you in California now?
1: No, I'm in North Uh Carolina right now. Because my parents came out here, they left LA, they wanted like more nature and more land. And then right before COVID hit, um, Penguin Random House found me to write the book. And I thought I was living in the East Village at the time. And I thought, okay, let me go stay at my parents and write my book in the forest and I'll come back to New York and get my own spot and then COVID hit. And I've been (laughs) here for two years, but I will be in LA starting, um, at the end of this month, actually
0: very uh-huh. exciting yeah we moved to during the covid about a year actually a year ago yesterday we moved to nashville to tennessee so
1: oh no way so, yeah, okay because i've been there. thinking about going to nashville
0: oh it's the greatest place i i'm i'm so again a california kid grew grew up in san diego uh lived oh. there the majority of my life and then i lived in san francisco for a handful of years uh for doing radio up there moved back to san diego but now my my wife and two kids we just moved to so middle Tennessee and we love it wow. here. It's fantastic.
1: No, I've been trying to figure out where I want to go. And Nashville's definitely been one of those places. Cause it's like a chiller vibe than LA, mm-hmm. but still music. Cause that's really yeah. important. Right.
0: I feel like it's even more music than LA, to be honest. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, LA obviously LA is a bigger entertainment. I mean, cause they've got movies and TV and, and music and, and like kind of everything there, but Nashville is like music. Very music forward. It's crazy. I mean, you get off the, I don't know if you've been here, but you get off on the, in the airport and it's like, there's people playing live music, like in the airport, like it was full COVID. We had like a mask and all this stuff on when we came here, people playing in the, you know, the little bars there. It's just, it's, it's amazing how ingrained music is here. It's yeah. Yeah. Like half my neighbors are involved in the industry at some capacity all the publishing companies are here. Labels oh, are yeah. here. Yeah. It's insane. So.
1: Oh man. Yeah. I've been thinking about going there. Cause I'm like, w- I want to like put roots down somewhere. And I don't know if LA is right for me, especially after growing up there. I'm kind of like, ah, eh, I want something different. So Nashville's definitely been on the list.
0: Yeah. It's great. I can't say enough good things about it. We love it here. So.
1: <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, thanks for the rec.
0: Yes, of course. There's a lot of Californians here too. They're kind of getting irritated by us. So. Do you keep that in mind? (laughs) Keep that in mind. Uh, But so, okay, grew up basically in LA. So, how did you get into music? Do you have musical parents, uh, siblings? No, no.
1: But my parents, no one plays instruments in my family, but my parents have always been really obsessed with music. Mm -hmm. Like, I was listening to the Beatles when I was in the womb, basically. Like, my mom loves the Beatles. And um, I asked to take piano lessons when I was like four or five years old. So I kind of started doing music that way. And then, um, you know, I always thought I could never do it professionally. And again, I didn't believe in myself. That was like my biggest crutch for most of my life is just like self doubt. And Mm -hmm. when I was in New York city, um, I met this girl and she really like believed in me and I'd been writing songs, but not shown anyone. And she's like, let's be in a band. And then we were in a band and that kind of opened my eyes to like, Oh, I could actually do this. And then that kind of like, led to, you know, meeting people in the industry and being in songwriting sessions and like top lining sessions for other artists and things like that. Um so yeah, that's been kind of like a really short way of my journey yeah.
0: well no yeah let's back up a bit so you uh, piano lessons obviously early on and then were you involved in like chorus choir anything like that or you just it was all no, hobby no
1: no no um i actually did not sing until a few years ago Wow. i had a lot of resistance to singing i was really scared to be seen um i just wanted to be like the guitar player with mystique and so in all these bands i was in i was always writing the songs and playing instruments but never singing and then um, I went through a couple bad band breakups and one of the bands I was in, we were assigned to a label and I thought that was my big break Wow! and it really went to shit in like the most extreme way. The story is too long to tell on this podcast, but it was, it was devastating for me. And at that moment I thought, you know what? I have to start singing my own songs because I know that like, I'm not going to bail on myself, but mm-hmm. when you attach yourself in bands to someone else, then you're giving kind of your, your power. Away in right, a way, everyone's
0: right? got a you have like a democratic vote yeah. kind of, so to speak,
1: yeah, so I started teaching myself how to sing, and you know it's it's been a process over the past couple of years.
0: Mhm well, you did a very good job at self self-taught how good you are at, at singing. Thank
1: you. Well, um, I think I just have a lot of like i'm I'm really good at letting my emotions come through with my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's maybe you know lifts it up a little bit.
0: Sure. Well, uh, you talked about playing numerous instruments. Like what was the first, aside from piano, would you yeah. play guitar or was the next? Yeah. Instrument? Well, I
1: play piano and then I picked up guitar in high school. Cause I was like, okay. all the music I was listening to was all guitar driven. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there weren't a lot of people like growing up that were like piano players or like a lot of piano based music. I feel like it was very guitar and like you know, I remember like, since you've been gone by Kelly Clarkson came out when I was a kid. And like, okay. I loved that. And, um, I had an emo stage listening to like dashboard confessionals and things like that. So I picked up a guitar and like, I've been able to like fake instruments. Like I can fake bass. I can fake ukulele, like, like anything with like strings. Like strings, I played violin okay. when I was a kid. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: So did you go to New York? for music or are you pursuing something completely different?
1: No, I really wanted to study music, but again, I didn't believe in myself. And my Opa was, um, he was paying for my college and he was like, I'm not paying for college if you're studying music. But then, <laughs> The irony of it is that I moved to New York. Um, and I wound up doing music because I was in the scene and like meeting all these people. So I was like going to classes. And then at night I was, you know, going to quad studios and, and, um, you know, going to Rockwood music hall and all those spots.
0: Okay. Okay. So you said you were always writing or you were writing music before Mm -hmm. showing anyone. And you did that in college. Like, uh, what gave you the courage to be like, here I'm going to show this person in this song I wrote. And if you weren't Mm -hmm. singing, how did you present the song?
1: Oh, okay. So I would, so because I'm like a classically trained piano player, I would write a lot of like classical sounding piano parts or just kind of like even pop chord progressions and, and melodies and things. And I met this girl. Well, I used to work in like Fashion PR, and um, I was interning there, and I met her, and she's like, I'm a singer, and I'm like, Cool, I play guitar and piano. And I um sent her like a voice memo of me playing piano. And she sent it back with her voice on it. And I was like, oh, oh my God. And I just was uh, instantly like obsessed. I'm like, oh, my God, it's a full song because I was too scared to sing before. So I had all, all of this work I had been doing. And, you know, like as a kid, I wanted to be like Hans Zimmer and okay. um, be able to like be a
0: make- composer. Like, yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. I wanted
1: to do that because I wasn't singing, even though I was always writing. So it's funny looking back. But yeah, she really encouraged that in me. And then we, we were in a band.
0: Oh, okay, and was that the band that ended up getting signed? And no, oh, this okay. was.
1: I was. I've been in so many bands at this
0: point. Okay, <laughs> so you're in this band, and do you, you're still going to school, or you had graduated at this point?
1: Yeah, I was still at uni, um, and I was in this band. And she one day just like moved away. And we were in the middle of finishing um, an EP, and we had signed to a like a producer like agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she kind of left me in New York, and I was they're finishing the songs on my own and it ended up not working out. Obviously a band sure. kind of has to be in the same place. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe not now because everything's moved online, but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Right. But, uh, but from the band, you ended up, you said you've been in a handful of bands. So from there, oh, you yeah. just kind of, you were you pursuing a, Yeah. Were you trying to ju- do that? Was that your goal was to be like yes. in a band or be a musician? Okay.
1: Totally. My, my dreams as a little girl was to be, a musician, like a professional musician, and do music full time. And um, I was in so many bands, kind of trying to like make something work because I needed a singer, right? Because
0: mm-hmm, right. I wasn't
1: singing back then, and I just kept saying like I can't sing, I can't sing." Even though people I'd work with would be like, care Hart, you can sing," and I was like, "No, it's not good enough." And that's because I was comparing myself to like Adele, right? I was uh, like, right. "I don't <laughs> sound like Adele, so I'm not good."
0: No one does. <laughs>
1: but it's like you know. I remember having this epiphany where I was like, look, if Neil Young and Bob Dylan can sing, and I Mm -hmm. love their music, then anybody can sing. Cause it really is just about like you having a unique voice. And even though I'm not like a diva singer, like Christina Aguilera or Adele or Mariah Carey, who I have so much respect for, like, you know, I make it do what it do for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, it's important to like, when I had that realization, it was a lot easier to sing.
0: Okay. And you were in these bands and then how did, okay. So then how do you trans like, how do you become a writer and how does this whole numerology thing, or where does that kind of fall in line in your story? Like, Oh
1: my God, the numerology thing was a complete, I can't even tell you how surprised I am by it because it wasn't planned at all. Um, so I was living in LA at the time. And, you know, if you go on my Spotify, you'll hear like more like EDM type songs. So I was making like more electronic dance music type of tracks back then. And, um,
0: real quick. So you, what graduated from college in New York, and then ended up moving back to LA to continue pursuing your career in music.
1: Yeah. Well, I was in New York and I was trying to make it work, but it was so expensive And a lot of the industry had migrated from New York to LA at the time. And I thought, you know, okay, my parents live in LA. I can go crash with them, keep pursuing my artist project. That's when I started to sing. Um, And then, you know, I wasn't producing at the time. So that's why a lot of my songs were more electronic. And also Mm -hmm. like, I was in a lot of sessions with a lot of producers who were like, oh, like you're, you're an attractive girl. And like electronic dance music is big right now. And you got to do this and you got to be that. And I just trusted them because I'm like, well, they're way better producers than me and they're way more successful than me. So like, I'll just do what they say. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I love the songs that I made. I mean, I write, I still wrote all those songs, you know, Um, but it was definitely a different sound, but yeah. So I was there and I was making like electronic dance music randomly one night. um, I had a dream that where someone came to me and said, follow the numbers. And I didn't know what that meant, but it was like one of those dreams that was like woke me up and I became like obsessed with like, what, what is, what numbers, you know? And I, long story short, discovered numerology, found this woman, um, who came from a long lineage of mystics in India, who was a she was a numerologist. She gave me a reading, changed my life. I became obsessed with numerology. And so it was like my passion. It was like my hobby outside of music and everything else I was doing. and. um, after like obsessively, like studying charts and doing it for everyone that I met and like, you know, doing it all the time, someone randomly offered to pay me. And and I, I just could not believe someone was going to pay me for a reading. Cause I'm like, I have, I was already doing this. Like I would have done it for free in my mind. I didn't think that was like right. a career potential, like and you know, this was a while ago. So this was like before astrology was trending before like spirituality was trending and, um, she became my first client. And then from there I built this whole business from referrals, which was great. Cause I was like, finally, you know, with music, it can be up and down with finances. Mm -hmm. Finally, I had a consistent income, which definitely helped build my self-esteem too. And helped me like go for it more as an artist. And then, you know, after like a solid like year and a half, two years of like just clients, like, um, Penguin Random House found me to write a book. And I was like, cause they had heard of me, like one of my clients told someone, it was like one of these crazy divine things. And then mm-hmm. it kind of just kept growing from there, but it was funny. Cause like, I never tried to do anything.
0: Right. It just sounds like you were interested in it. And then you're were- you were sharing <laughs> your interests with other people that ended up being like, oh, like, you know, she really knows what she's doing. You should go talk to her. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, P- Penguin Random House is like one of the biggest publishing companies there are like anyone, a, m- a majority of like the very massive books that are out or especially like that are written by either big art uh, authors or even like a lot of celebrities books are all out on Penguin Random House.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm again, like was so surprised When I got the email and I, but because I think I was so surprised and it wasn't something that I was like, you know, like sometimes when we hold tightly to something, we're like, oh my God, I need this. I need this. I need this. It's almost like you fuck up the frequency. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: was just so like, oh, wow, that would be cool. But it wasn't a goal of mine. So I think it just like flowed so easily. But again, like even the book coming out, like I didn't think anybody would read it. I didn't. I, I just thought, you know, okay, I'll put out a book. And I was so surprised by the response, but obviously really happy. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm not just some crazy chick obsessed with numbers. This is a real thing that really helps people. And it's not just me.
0: Right. And that's the thing is it's weird. Cause it really is kind of like not quite on the the mainstream yet because, yeah. and the fact that people found your book and in that market, like we're super stoked that it's there. And you know, obviously uh, because like for me, I did, I didn't even know what it was until like less than a, like a month yeah. ago. And then like, yeah. I hear about it, I'm like, wow, this is the most fascinating thing ever. And then I'm yeah. automatically Googling, like literally at the interview, I'm like, what is this? And, it, and then it all made too much sense. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just too, too much for me right now. But like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> what a world. I mean, well, that's if you nuts. think about
1: it, like the, our entire world is run on math. Everything that like, even like this phone is, you know, composed of like coding a series of like zeros and ones. Like Mm -hmm. everything can be measured through mathematical equations. Like time and space is measured with math. Like even music is frequency that's represented by numbers. Right. And even like how you make up a chord, like one, three, five. Right. Right. So it's like everything runs on math. And there's something like so simple about numerology where it's just like black or white, like just it's so direct where I think a lot of people have a hard time kind of like, I feel like people have an easier time getting on board with numerology because they're familiar with math and numbers than something like astrology. Right.
0: Yeah. No, t- t- totally. Yeah. Cause yeah. astrology is more like, Oh, you're this sign. And then it's like, well, who decided that? And then it's, yeah. it comes down to like this, but with numbers, it's like, this is the number I'm, yeah. I've just thought of this right now. I'm just very curious when it comes to like, you know, right. You kind of, I mean, I don't know how it works. Like, could I tell you my name and you'd know what numbers it is? Like you could do the math like in your head and be like, okay, this is what you'd be this or whatever.
1: Mm, I can do that with the birthday, but with the name, you know, every single letter in your name is represented by a number and you have to add it up a specific way. Okay. So I always needed to put pen to paper and even like,
0: mm -hmm. sorry, go ahead.
1: Even when I'm like calculating out things, like I can do math really fast in my head, but I still will always like triple check my work just, just in case I'm also like very like thorough and detail oriented. So, yeah,
0: I guess my question is, so, you know, the pattern, or, you know, how it would all add up. Mm -hmm. So therefore, like if I knew all of that and I knew my wife was going to have a baby, could I essentially figure out the best, like choose a name that would, accor- that, I guess it wouldn't really work. Cause there's still the birthday factor, unless you were no, no, like, no. I'm going to have a C-section on this day. And I'm oh, name I help this. people with that. Oh, I help do? people okay. determine
1: the days That's that they're getting a C-section or, well, you know, and some birthdays have karmic debt attached to them. Huh. So there's all kinds of different numbers that are attached to birthdays. And so, and I, I've had so many clients that I do see how this plays out, but you know, in India, um, numerology is not considered spiritual it's considered very matter of fact it's like oh yeah numerology like here there's more of like oh numerology that's kind of weird it's a woo-woo but not india and in india it's like just common like not knowledge where everyone knows how to do it but everyone's familiar with it and you know there they believe in like changing names for better luck and you can go online and like search stories like this and there are so many stories and and i know people you know who have changed their names and had better luck where someone had horrible luck and love went to a numerologist. They said, you need this number. They changed their name. Boom. Met the love of their life. And even with <laughs> wow. me, the first, the woman who first taught me numerology, who I mentioned earlier, she told me I would not find success unless I used a name that was a three. So my life path's a one, um, okay. and I always went by care heart. So I just got used to everyone calling me by my last name. Um, and I didn't know what to call myself as an artist, you know, so care right. Mm-hmm. But when my book came out, Penguin Random House was like, do you want to use care as your author name? And it just seemed so pretentious to be like, I'm care writing a book. I just <laughs> like, okay, I should go by my full name. Now, you know, my name's Caitlin care
0: mm-hmm.
1: I have a middle name, which I'm not using, but Caitlin care without my middle name is a three.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And my book became a bestseller in England. I had all this success around my book. Everything started happening once I put out my book with my just name, first which is crazy because for years I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't need to have a three name. I'll find success no matter what. But it's really interesting that I did that. And then again, the book just boom. Like I was on like the biggest morning show in England talking about it. Like,
0: that's so fascinating. and
1: they found me, my publishers. I was like, how did you guys get this? And they're like, literally, they reached out to us to have you on like just, and I just changed my name. And so it does, it does impact things because, you know, we're all we're energy. Right. And so Mm -hmm. our the numbers that make, make us up like our cosmic code. It's emanating a frequency, same as music. It's all frequency. It's all vibrations. And so when you're using a certain name, that's the frequency you're projecting out into someone. And that is how they're perceiving you. Right. That's how their energy is taking you in. So when you shift that, and you can play around with this, like I've played around with it, I've helped so many clients like figure out their names. It's fascinating to see how different vibrations completely can can change the game for you
0: Wow, yeah, yeah. so okay, so it does work that way. You can essentially help yourself by putting a name or uh, uh, giving yourself a, a name that would Equate to whatever a three or a one mm-hmm. or whatever you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's really really fascinating. To yeah, I just thought about. I'm like, I wish I would have known this, then I could have given my kid this name, and then he would have been at this number. But then, like, I haven't even done it with him because I can't really figure it out myself. But well, just- you know,
1: numerology does believe that the reason why we use your full name at birth is that, um, numerology believes in like souls and soul contracts and, and reincarnation and that, you know, your child and you had like an agreement that he or she was going to come through and have that name and have that birthday in order to, um, you know, have those experiences associated with that journey. But I will say like, I've helped I mean, a lot of my readings have centered around people who are planning to have a child and like, what name Mm -hmm. should they have? And when should we have our C-section? Like I've done a lot of that work with people, um, as well. So it's almost like hacking the system, but it's like, you know, I would, I would, I would do that. You know, like I would want my kid to have like the easiest, most fulfilling life. Right, Like I wouldn't want I my think. kid to have the yeah. hard path. So if you had know? a kid, you'd
0: be like, okay, let me figure this out to the minute. So I could get it like the perfect number yes. s- sequence here.
1: <laughs> yes. And even like, I help a lot of people with their company names too. Oh. So, you know, like if you're launching a podcast or a company, it's like, what do you want to attract? Right? Like if you want to attract money, then it should be an eight. Like you wouldn't want to necessarily like, launch a company and have it be well, depending on what you're doing, I don't want to speak to, but there are certain numbers you don't want to have depending on the company that you're you're like this
0: number that I'm like doing the math in my own name podcast. I'm like, Oh, well there's a failure. No, I, I, but
1: I always think about that. It's, it's so important. And again, like I've just seen it too many times and I'm sure you have like, let's take numerology out of it. How many artists have you seen that have come out with a project and the project did not do well. And then they decide to change their name mm-hmm. and change the sound just a little bit and suddenly success happens.
0: Yeah. Uh, countless times. Yeah, or I don't, leave, yeah. like, leave a band and then, or change the name of the band because we got this member and then we had a hit or whatever it may yeah, be.
1: Yeah. Like Maroon 5 was what? Like Kara's Flowers?
0: Something. Yeah. They had yeah, some other and, name first. And, I can't remember yeah, off yeah. the top of my head.
1: And then they went to Maroon 5. It's like those things, matter. They do. I'm, you Mm -hmm. know, I hate to be like that, but I've just been doing this work for so long. And, you know, I know that there are a lot of people who might be listening to this and are skeptical, but it's like, try it, try it for yourself if it resonates and and you'll start to see like shifts. And I mean, it's, it's really cool. It's really fun.
0: Yeah. It really, I mean, it's so fascinating. The whole thing (laughs) just blew my mind when I first did it, but Um, back to you and your music here. So you did the, you're doing the, the EDM kind of top line, writing your own Mm -hmm. stuff there. And how do you then decide, okay, uh, this is cool, but I want to really just focus on my own project. I want to put out my own songs. When did that happen?
1: Well, I was putting out songs as an artist back then, but back then I was like very, like, I held myself back a lot. Like I didn't believe in myself fully. And I kept thinking like, you know, I was like, if the song's not a hit, I can't put it out. It was like all these weird barriers I had for myself, Mm -hmm. which is very bizarre. What ended up happening was I hit a major rock bottom major. Okay. Like really, really bad. And that's when I, you know, became homeless and like broke had nothing. Um, and I just had to like, stop everything and heal. And, um, during that time, I obviously wasn't putting out music. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to figure myself out. And I started working with this girl in a band and, um, I ended up like, we were collaborating and working with her actually like really empowered me to believe in myself more because with her, I had to take on a much bigger role than I had with people before. Cause the people I was working with in LA, they were much more successful. They had more cuts. They'd been doing it longer, but the girl I was working with in Brooklyn at the time, like she wasn't really a songwriter. Like she wasn't she didn't play instruments. So I had to take on a bigger role instead of like relying on someone. And we produced a project together, which is actually coming out soon. Um, and one of the guys from Bob Moses, his name's uh, Jimmy Valence Oh did yeah. Some additional production on it. Yeah, yeah, really? Jimmy.
0: Yeah, um, okay. I'm interviewing him uh, I think next week. Or oh my both God, no of way. Both the guys from Bob Moses. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I've met them
0: a handful of times before, but yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So
1: Um, I was working with Jimmy's girlfriend and then uh, I was staying at Jimmy's for a bit. And um, so her and I really, really grew in that project. Like she became, I became a better producer because she was a producer, but I was like the songwriter, like we both really grew and learned from each other. And Mm -hmm. she became a like really good songwriter and singer. And I became, you know, a better producer. And then, you know, COVID happened and, and we separated and I just was like, I just got to do it. I just got to produce myself. And I needed to prove to myself I could do it Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: I had always been collaborating with other people. And I was like, I feel like I can. And so I started producing myself and, you know, I don't know how to do like cool electronic programming. I'm just not good at it, but I know how to play instruments. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me just start there. And that's why like my new sound as, as a solo artist is stripped down. Mm -hmm. That's why it's mostly like acoustic and, Cause everything was written that way. And that was like where I knew I could shine because I know how to do it. Right.
0: Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, uh, you've put out what sunlight and voices are the newest ones that you released mm-hmm. this year. Right. And that, is that going to be part of a project?
1: Yeah. So I also put out heart of stone, um, a couple months ago too. Okay. And then I have another single coming out, um, called tower. I don't know if Joe showed that
0: to you. <laughs> and no, I then- don't have that one yet.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm really excited about that one. And then again, okay. this band collaboration with this um, other female producer, Zoja. And then, of course, Jimmy did some production on it, too. So at the moment, I'm kind of just releasing singles. Mm-hmm. You know, I think eventually I'm going to do like a body of work. But because I've gone so many years about being consistent with releases, I just was like, let's just go for it. Let's just do it every six weeks, just put out a song. So that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: Okay. Well, tell me about the, the most recent ones. What, like, what's Voices about?
1: So Voices came out of that really bad rock bottom that mm-hmm. I had. And part of the rock bottom was a breakup. And it was a really challenging breakup for me, not necessarily because of like a romantic place, but because the relationship was so toxic and we had, had a company together. So I mm. felt like I couldn't leave. Um, because like my finances were tied and all these things and we lived together. It was a whole mess coming out of that. And I started writing that around that time. And then afterwards, and just kind of looking back on like how we tend to get in our own way. And we tend to get in our own heads about things and like ruminating over like all the fights that we had and how, like, there were so many opportunities where we could have chosen to like be more positive or more loving towards one another, but we ended up letting like these more negative voices in our head kind of, kind of guide us. And like, you know, again, going into this, this shadowy part of ourselves, which happens in lots of relationships and just kind of exploring, like, you know, as human beings, we have thousands and thousands of thoughts a day. And most of those are scientifically proven to be negative. And it's about like, wow. Yeah. And you can look up studies that have been done on that. And it's like, it makes sense. Like given, you know, yeah. Totally makes sense.
0: I mean, but I'm yeah, go ahead.
1: (laughs) But it's about like being able to like choose to like empower yourself towards the positive thoughts versus the negative, Mm -hmm. you know? And again, just looking back, like we could have been something right. But we got in our own head and I'm sure like, you've probably been through that with an ex or even Mm -hmm. like, whoever it's like, you look back, you're like, why was I like that? Like, why did I say those things? Why were they saying, you know, it's very, yeah. So it's a very introspective kind of breakup song for me.
0: Okay. And, and then you ended up putting out sunlight was the most, most recent one or voices is the most, most recent. One?
1: They came out on the same day. So I released okay. two songs on two twenty two twenty two. Oh,
0: is that a numerology <laughs> thing?
1: Exactly. Yes. And, you know, sunlight's one minute, 11, and then mm-hmm. voices is three minutes, 33 seconds. So it's very intentional.
0: Oh, I didn't know, even I had, think that I didn't figure that out.
1: Well, I had to let people know I'm a numerologist.
0: Yeah. Well, they screwed up on <laughs> Spotify for sunlight. Just going to say, oh, they put man. it at a minute, they put it at a minute and 12 seconds. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to call them.
1: Oh, man. Okay. Well, on YouTube, the video says 111. They're fucking with my vibe, man. They are.
0: They are. And you need to go. Someone needs to get on the phone from Spotify and you need to let them know They they need to chop at least a, maybe it was like a few, like, I don't know what it would be in music, but like a, if it was video, like a few frames too far that it like, yeah, you had to click over to 12, but yeah. Well, the intention but,
1: was there and that's what matters.
0: Exactly. That's all that really matters. Yeah. If the YouTube videos got it, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's where <laughs> like most people I feel like are listening to it on YouTube because the music video for Sunlight is so beautiful because we shot it at this like epic waterfall in Asheville, North Carolina um, called Looking Glass Falls. And yeah, it's it's been doing better than voices in a way just with like numbers. And I think, again, it's because it has that video piece mm-hmm. that really helps tie it in to like, this is what the song is. Right. Sure.
0: Yeah. Do you have a video with the next one coming out?
1: Yeah. So I'm shooting videos for every single I'm putting out this year.
0: Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. What about I'm live? Going all in. Yeah. What about playing out or anything? Is that something you're interested in doing or basically sticking with writing songs, putting them out and kind of going that
1: yeah. It's funny because like with COVID, like I just completely forgot about even playing live. Like right. it has I mean, not been a thought on in my mind
0: at all. Well, the artist said it has been a thought on, you know, it's still like up and down and up and down. Like it's like, here's yeah. a, I think we're going to be doing this, but then yeah, you never know. Right. I mean, it's.
1: Yeah. No, things. I mean, I would love to. I also think that like, I, it was really important to me that I put out like enough songs that then when I would like go play them out, people would be able to be like, oh, okay, cool. Like I want to have like a set's worth. Sure. Right. That makes
0: sense. Totally. So that's yeah. been
1: really important to me, but I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be in LA for a bit and anything could happen. I'm open. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. And then are you still doing the numerology as far as like readings for people? I'm sure it's got yeah, to be something. Yeah.
1: You know, I had to stop doing one-on-one readings. It was, it was a lot and it was, you know, hard to balance both, but you know, I, I have coaching clients that I do. Um, that are like more intense, but I'm also, I've been working on numerology courses. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm putting out some courses and I put out like a numerology year cycle planner. Like I, so like another book I'm working on my second book. So there's still a lot happening with numerology. Oh, Mm -hmm. actually I'm launching numerology reports. So you're going to be able to like go onto my website, my Instagram, and just like put in your info and then you'll get all your numbers.
0: Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's awesome. Which
1: I'm really excited about because I talk about numerology a lot on my, on my Instagram, mm-hmm. but you know, some people kind of like, don't want to do the math or, you know, they're kind of like, did I do it right? And so it will be nice to have that piece. Just but, spit yeah. it
0: out for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm um, recording a podcast. I'm going to be in Miami um, in two weeks to do that. And it's kind of like sex in the city meets astrology numerology. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot in the works. (laughs) I have like two careers going right now, but somehow they always kind of like feed into each other. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's really interesting because, you know, like people in music will be like, oh, it's really cool that you do numerology and they'll want to talk to me or they'll want to get readings. And suddenly, you know, it shifts that way or people who find my, you know, me through numerology or through my book or whatever, they end up like really being into the music. So it's really like, there is a weird yeah, synastry.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: I don't know what, it's it's working, I think.
0: Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> well, this has been awesome, like so fascinating. I, I love all the numerology stuff. Obviously the records are awesome as yeah, well. Thank you. And I really, really appreciate your time today. This has been awesome.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. It's so cool to like talk about music, you know, and just like mm-hmm. have that be kind of the primary focus, but still be able to like, chat numerology and it's yeah i'm cool just so interested
0: oh <laughs> yeah. uh, well i have one more question for you uh, yeah. i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists
1: hmm. okay advice for aspiring artists i'm trying to think of something that wouldn't be cliched i think you know a lot of artists that i know and especially like myself included like we get really caught up in how Like we have our dream and we're like, but how is it going to happen? And how are we going to get there? And I think you just have to take it one step at a time and just keep putting yourself out there, even though it's scary. And like the fear is never going to go away. Like I still get scared to do things, even though I've had, you know, success in certain areas. And, you know, it's like the more that you show up for yourself and you get comfortable in that kind of zone of just like going past your comfort zone, the easier it gets the more you'll like empower yourself to keep going. Um, You know, I heard a quote recently, which was kind of, it was something along the lines of like some guy who had run a marathon wasn't, was like, I didn't run, you know, a marathon. I ran 26 miles. I ran one mile 26 times is what he said. Mm. And it's like, you kind of got to think that. Cause I think a lot of people get shut down when they think about like, oh, I, I just want to be on stage, headlining Coachella. <laughs> right. And then you're like, well, how am I going to get there though? And then all of a sudden you don't put yourself out there as opposed to like, let me just put one song out and see what mm-hmm. happens. And then next month I'll do it again. You know?